0: Hey, my friends, this is Heidi, and just before we get into the podcast conversation today, I wanted to let you know that this is the season finale of season four of Vibrant Visionaries. I'll be back in June of 2023, which will be perfect because that's when Chattanooga Film Fest kicks off again. Stay tuned till the end of today's episode when I'll tell you more about Chat Film Fest and how to stay connected with me, all right? on with the show! Hey everybody, this is Heidi Bennett of the Vibrant Visionaries podcast, and I can truly say two new friends <laughs> from the filmmaking world, the indie filmmaking world, they're fresh off of Chattanooga Film Festival. As you know, I covered that virtually, and actually, as of this recording, it's the day after the fest, And they had a big award ceremony (laughs) and their film won for best feature by a first time director. So the film is The Ones You Didn't Burn. And my guests are Elise Finnerty and Estelle Girard-Parks. Welcome, ladies.
1: Thank you for having
2: us. Thank you.
0: And I do wish this was going to be a video because we all put on our, our makeup and have our cute <laughs> outfits on and everything. So we'll do a screenshot because we didn't know which way we were going to go. But we get the benefit of enjoying each other's gorgeous company. <laughs> <laughs> so, Elise, Estelle. Okay, we were already just talking about this before we got recording. And even when I emailed you, I just said, hey, E&E, just to like do quick emails. That's how we keep
2: signing our emails now, actually. It's just easier. And so I was like, did we send that already to Heidi? And you already picked <laughs> it up. It was amazing. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> and Estelle, you were saying that you're already starting to merge through other people's uh combining your names and official documents and
1: yeah and at least at least sometimes or myself we just switch our own names so like <laughs> we don't blame anyone we even do it ourselves i refer to her as at least sometimes and
2: she refers to me We're like what is wrong with us
0: funny. <laughs> so yeah how does it feel that you already were awarded the best feature by a first-time director for the ones you didn't burn
2: Um, we are, my heart is still like beating out of my chest. It just happened, you know, late last night and Estelle and I got on the phone right away and we're crying and celebrating. It's so surreal right now to not only have the film out in the world and have people like it and then to win an award I really wasn't expecting uh, this at all and um I think it's like still it's gonna hit me after this podcast interview (laughs) (laughs)
0: and
2: then I'm gonna think of like 10 amazing things that I should have said but it's just bliss you know that's all
1: well and also I mean we we made this film without any expectations and the fact that you know, first of all, we we got into Chattanooga. It was absolutely amazing, unbelievable news. And then we we were on the Discord channel seeing people reacting to it and liking it, loving it. We were like, what? This is amazing. And then last night I texted Elise asking her if she was watching the, the ceremony. And uh, she didn't reply right away. And I was on it. Really, I was just curious to hear who won, but not even thinking about my film, I mean, our film. And so when when they announced it, I was I had a big smile on my face. like It just couldn't drop. And I wish that I had people to share with because I was literally in my bed alone. My husband was uh, in an event, at an event. My kids were asleep. Elise was, was already celebrating. I was very... Friends, tipsy. <laughs> so, uh, so I called her right away. I said, and I tried to keep it quiet. You know, I tried not to show anything. I said, "Hey, are you? um uh, What are you doing right now?" <laughs> <laughs> like what? What? What's going on? Are you okay? I said, what? "Yeah, we we won. We won. Best <laughs> picture for first time director." Mm. So this this was absolutely incredible. I mean, coming from you know making a movie without any expectation and really like literally in the peak of the pandemic, not knowing what tomorrow would be to (laughs) today and talking to you is just surreal.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting. It was really interesting and fascinating to watch a bunch of films in a row. And then in my head going like, oh, these were all filmed during the pandemic. And you start to see sort of themes or like, oh, this is all in, one location, basically, you know, one house, one farmhouse, mostly mm-hmm. for for you all, and and then like seeing how those themes, uh, the 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 experience we were all having, that shared experience, how it was being documented through all these films. So yeah, how if you want to tell the story of the the film and the origin of it, but also if there's anything about you know working on it through the pandemic. Um, I'd love to hear anything. And and our listeners are a bunch of other creatives too filmmakers and writers and uh, other podcasters and artists. And so, you know, we love talking about what the actual process of it. So the seed and then, you know, the process, anything you want to share.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this actually, because Estelle and I have been going to so many meetings and uh, meeting all these professionals and have to really sell ourselves as these big chopped filmmakers. But really this whole thing came from just a very small group of people that uh, are really passionate about being creative. And uh, it all came together really quick, wrote the script really fast, Honestly, around the materials that we had, we shot the film in my parents' house that I grew up in. We shot it on the farm by Green Thumb in Watermill, which is where I grew up. One of my best friends, he's a 12th generation farmer. He was like, shoot wherever you want. And I was like, okay. And, you know, obviously wrote it for Estelle and I to act in it. And my other two, uh, three actually really good friends, Nathan Wallace, Jenna Sanders, Samuel Dunning. And uh, actually, I want to specifically talk about Sam a little because everyone's been raving about his performance as this character. And he's like, should I tell people that you wrote this for me, this shithole character for me? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, why not? But more importantly, I wrote it for, for him to be part of this process because he's a filmmaker himself. I mean, we were all doing multiple jobs. I mean, Estelle had just given birth to her second child and she had her kids on set and was breastfeeding and being a mother. And uh, my parents were helping out as much as they could. It was one of those once in a lifetime experiences that we just kept We just kept getting a miracle after a miracle after a miracle, like right before set, after, during shooting, post-production. And now this, it just really feels like something Wanted us to make this film, really. If I can say that, it's corny, but (laughs) that's what I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's so many blanket words of encouragement out there. They're just like, you know, follow your dreams or follow your bliss or, you know, fuck being fearful, just do what you want or whatever. But it is like, you know, we're usually just talking to ourselves. How do we get out of our own way so that we can do our things? And so I think that is one of the things that you recognize wherever your film ends up leading, you know, to chat fest and then getting an award and who knows what else, obviously you'll be getting, you know, more press and, and more exposure and more opportunities, but like you don't know unless you just do it. And then, yeah, then, and then if you have the eye, your eyes open to what's the gift, what's the opportunity, what's the cool, interesting thing that you never expected to happen. Those all just start happening but you have to just start. Exactly. What was the first thing? Like, how did it get started? Well, um, it
2: came from <laughs> what a lot of us were feeling during the pandemic, which was hopeless and lost. I was very depressed. I mean, Estelle was, I think, I was trying to hold my emotions together because she was pregnant and, you know, my as my partner, I didn't want to like put too much on her. But we really just, like all artists, use, all of those emotions and the time that we had to create something. And I mean, specifically, it really started with my my friend Jesse, who is this farmer out on Long Island, and me just crying to him on the phone and saying, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I lost all my jobs and I don't know if movies are ever going to get made again. And I'm living in my parents' basement <laughs> at 27. Well, if you want to make a movie on the farm, go for it. I was like, really? So I called Estelle right away, wiped my tears. I was like, okay, so we have a farm, and so I was like, okay, let's get, let's get this funding. Okay, who do we have, and what can we make? It started with that. I do want to mention to our composer Daniel Rigura he was a friend before this, and he has this incredible talent for composing, and he had all this music already written. So I started kind of just writing to his music and then was super inspired by that. Of course, he came on board and he wrote a whole new score for the film. And that was like the beginning, beginning phase of this of this project. That answers your question. Absolutely.
1: Also, having uh, incredibly talented people uh, around us that were kind of in the same headset as us, but didn't have necessarily the resource that we had in terms of location and especially location and agreed to be part of this project. Um, I think that that's also a huge part of creating this film is that it was time wise, it was perfect alignment because uh, otherwise a lot of, of our crew and talent would have been busy you know, with other projects, keeping faith, mm-hmm. uh, getting together, and, and trusting each other, trusting the process, and and our yeah, and and the script. I mean, Elise wrote it. <laughs> she wrote it quite fast. You know, <laughs> I, I gave notes, and and we we worked a, a little bit on on editing the script, but then it was pretty fast. It was it was there, and we we had the vision, and we knew where we wanted to go and how we wanted to do it. And I started working on the on the schedule. I made the schedule and we filmed in nine days, um, which sounds <laughs> yeah. completely insane. But we looked at the schedule and we were like, well, yeah, it's insane, but, but look, it works. I mean, we can do it actually. Yeah. So we did. And that's also
2: too, like, just to piggyback off that, Brett Phillips, our DP, he was someone that came on board very early. Writing-wise, I was like, let's do a lot of natural lighting shots because then we don't have to waste time on setups. And Brett was really into that vision. Uh, We started a mood board and he was such an adaptable DP as well. Like, you know, I've worked with a few DPs now and he was able to just make it happen, like Estelle said. So it was a lot of little pieces that all came together for this to, to work.
0: Yeah. Do you think there was any witchcraft that was helping out at all? Yes. (laughs) Yes,
1: <laughs> we absolutely. Wondered at some point. I will always remember. And we decided to do a little pre-wrap party because we were we had a bonfire on the on the beach, and um, why not? It was towards the end of the filming, and all of a sudden we see a, a giant moon coming out of the ocean. Basically, we couldn't believe our eyes, and we tried to to film it with the camera, but obviously we didn't have the right uh material to do so but um it just felt like all of a sudden okay even the moon was telling us you guys did good you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean it could be really pretentious to say it now that you know i'm thinking about what i just said but (laughs) the week of filming the weather was with us Mm -hmm. like we could have had nine days of pouring rain because we had a lot of rain i remember this year uh, 2020 it's like one more thing I to know. get here. <laughs> and no we were super lucky besides i mean the ocean was quite quite cold and i had to <laughs> had to get in um I still knows that first <laughs> october in <laughs> in <laughs> october ocean uh which that's also something i will remember forever yeah
0: <laughs> what were some of the influences of the story and the atmosphere and just the whole film itself
2: You mean like personal influences
0: or other? Yeah, other movies or books or just folklore or anything. I don't know. I mean, anything literally a moon that you saw that inspired you. I don't think that's pretentious at all, because I think like you were saying, well, one of the influences was that score, listening to that score. And I think that is the thing with artists is that we can be inspired by a moon or a score or, you know, influences can come from anywhere. So yeah, just anything that helped shape the writing and or the film itself.
2: Yeah. In the summer, I guess, of 2020, uh, I did actually, I did a trip to go visit one of my best friends in Colorado and we drove out to the desert, to the Grand Canyon. And we met another one of our friends uh, who came, she drove from LA. We were so desperate. I had been totally alone with my parents. You know, we were so desperate to just see each other. We got this tent, rented this like tent in the middle of the desert. And one of my friends brought uh, tarot cards (laughs) and she's an amazing tarot card reader. And Estelle and I both share that passion as well. And we had this like incredible night. I hope it's not too weird to say this, but we were just... We were like naked in middle of nature. And we had this such, this, you know, this release of emotions altogether being pent up during this time. And it was such a magical experience that uh, I would say that was a weird seed that kind of got planted in my brain of like strong female power. And actually at that time, my friend was pregnant, which we didn't even know. She had her baby, she just turned one. It was just like the women around me were so inspiring. And I know I know Nathan is the protagonist of this film, but once I started just kind of like having this, I guess, if you want to say this outward kind of witchy influence, I started doing some research, actually found some interesting articles about some witch trials in Long Island and specifically around farmland, actually. Just kind of looking into how witches have been portrayed in media. Obviously, The Witch, Robert Eggers, is a uh, it's an incredible film. And the way that he, he was really onto something in that movie, too, the way that he portrayed um, witches. And I wanted to tell a story that was more, a more modern take on it and what witches look like now. And what they are, they're strong, independent landowners, you know, <laughs> uh, no spoilers. And they're sexual often misinterpreted as being manipulative you know there's a lot of fear around that if i can say so that's the main interpretation i guess of the story and we like to i don't like to talk too much about it because it is open for interpretation and one of the coolest things about reading these reviews uh, were how how much the audience was getting all of these layers that i really wasn't sure if they were going to connect
0: so yeah that's that's my answer (laughs) So, Estelle, you're acting and producing and helping with some script cleanup, I think you said. What was it that you wanted to make sure happened with this? Like, okay, Elise brought you this story and then you're going to help her get it made. What was important to you to have happen?
1: Well, first of all, Elise and I have been working together for five years uh, now. I believe in her talent. 100 percent, and i want her to succeed and because her success is my success so when she brought uh this idea i mean before the film was written and she mentioned that we could film on the farm um and she was asking where should we do it i was like hell yeah we should do it because you're a director and and we are also actors and and we can do it and we've done that before on other projects and um I wanted everyone to have a good experience, even though I knew it was going to be hard, long hours and all that. But the bottom line was that I wanted to make our first feature in the best environment possible. So have that first feature under our belt because it started with another script that Elise and I wrote together before she wrote The Once Didn't Burn and that we are in development right now for and, and that was the idea of also having the ones that didn't burn as a as a first step to get into the next one, which I'm as involved even more because I'm also a co-writer on it. So
0: cool. So past this first like landmark moment of your film being, you know, put out to a festival and getting an award and getting a spotlight and getting all this great press and everything where do you go? Do you submit to other festivals? Do you do like a little press tour? I mean, what happens next with this film? And then with the one you're you've co written That kicking me not to say. <laughs>
2: uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Tom Holland when it comes to ruining.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, obviously, if there's things that you can't quite let out of the bag yet, we'll make sure to um, point people in the show notes to your social links and things so people can keep abreast of, of future projects.
1: Okay. Well, first, <laughs> of, all, good we, <laughs> first of all, we we, uh, we barely announced our um, award. So that's, you know, that's hopefully going to uh, attract some uh, articles and, and news about it. Uh, other interviews lined up already. And hopefully, as I said, we'll have more After the announcement, uh, we also just got this morning a wonderful news about uh, another festival. And unfortunately, just kidding. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so that that's that's very very exciting, and that's going to be our next step for for the ones that didn't burn. We signed with a a wonderful agent, Mm -hmm. sales agent. Can we say? I I guess. I guess I so, we can yeah. always say it and then Heidi, you can edit it out if it's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Jinga film. We're thrilled about that. We already started working together. Julian has been absolutely wonderful. It's Julian Richard. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure. That's why I was not mentioning his name. last name was Richard. Yeah. And we met him in Cannes and um, he watched a film. He, told us that he would love to represent us and uh, the process of signing took quite a, a while so we just signed. and uh, and yeah and I mean the next next step is uh, our second feature, uh, which Elise is gonna direct. We're in development phase and things are looking great.
0: so uh, so yeah. No, this has been a fantastic conversation. And thank you for sharing all of that behind the scenes stuff. You know, when we listen to other people's stories, you know, it just inspires us to do our own creative stuff or, you know, just follow along and be part of the, the whole experience. So,
2: I mean, I'm a huge podcast fan and i am just I'm always listening to filmmakers, especially indie filmmakers with how they got their projects off the ground, because there's not one way to do it. And this is just the way that we did it. And it worked for us, and here we are. <laughs> but yeah, I just think like uh, to anyone who's listening that needs inspiration, just find good people around you that share a similar vision and are really passionate, and go from there. That's all.
1: Keep it up with the work. It's not and like the work when right? when you when you when you're done filming, you're still oh great, we wrapped. It's you know it's a wrap, and then it's like. Uh, No, it's not. So it's not. There's the whole post-production that's you know that was quite new to us, especially for Elise, because she she was in the editing room pretty much the whole time. And and then when it's done done, it's like, okay, well, it's not done done because we have to get it out there and see who what response we're getting and if we are getting any. And and that's why like being and to go back to, to the beginning of this conversation. To be here today is 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 quite amazing because we discovered the steps after we one step at a time and 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 we were done with with one and then okay, what what is gonna happen next and what are we supposed to do? And we met and networking, I mean, everybody knows that, but we cannot say it enough. Networking is the key. Meet people, go to events, go to festivals even if you're not part of it go to festivals support each other and and that I mean yeah we decided to go to Cannes and because we had a film we didn't have a film in Cannes uh, we we did it because we thought it was smart and I mean don't get me wrong we could have gone and just drink uh, champagne on the beach and uh and wake up at 1 p.m but no we we uh, <laughs> we made the best out of it and that wonderful people that are opening doors for us now, so.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and for those um, listening that didn't get a pass for Chat Fest this year, I mean, I cannot say enough positive about, like you mentioned, the Discord. So everybody, the filmmakers, the fans, the, you know, pass holders, the press, everybody, we all get to be in there and participate as much as we want to so you're directly connecting with the filmmakers and can ask questions in there and tell them what you loved and tell them about your experience and then being able to watch Q&As with all you know a lot of the filmmakers including you and it just it's such a personalized experience, and yes, it'll be great when we can all meet up in person person, but this is definitely the next best thing and and like me interviewing David last year, you know that was so fun, and then I've kept that relationship going, and you know, so it is uh, it's it's the fun thing that's networking. it's like just the, your enthusiasm for the filmmaking process and for and cheering on people and seeing them do their thing is just it's so much fun
1: genuine genuine networking it's about this community and especially the horror genre film
0: especially
1: so so yeah supporting each other watching each other's film and and talking with each other and just all of a sudden there's someone saying oh well there's this person you should you should met you should meet because they've done that and that and all of a sudden you're like
0: you have a team in place (laughs)
1: <laughs> the budget, oh shit
0: yeah totally totally okay let's wrap this up it's been a blast where can people follow y'all on social media
2: so i think the best would be our production company at red booth productions that's r-e-d-b-o-o-t-h-p-r-o-d-u-c-t-i-o-n-s honestly like just dm us ask us questions we're really responsive or try to be. And, um, yeah, I, I want to know <laughs> other people's projects too, just like Estelle said, so we can all start a community together.
0: I love it. Fantastic. Thank you both so much. It is just so fun to talk with you and love the film. And I can't wait to share it with others when it's um, available. Thanks so much, Thank Heidi. You.
2: This is amazing. Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: But stay tuned, I'll be back in June of 2023, which is right around the corner. And speaking of June, you can catch the next iteration of Chat Film Fest, June 23rd through the 29th. It will be a hybrid festival, so you can join everybody in Chattanooga or go virtually, which is what I'm going to choose this year. Find out more at chatfilmfest.org. And stay connected with me at vibrantvisionaries.com. All right, thanks for listening. Ciao.